Genesis 32.1, Jacob went on his way. Where is he going? He's going home. Been over 14 years since he's been home, but he's finally going back to the land that God has promised to give him. And Esau's there, and he knows Esau is waiting, but he doesn't know what Esau is thinking. So Jacob's got some plans, gets some messengers together, sends them out to Esau, says, give him some warning that I'm on my way. God's blessed me in some amazing ways. Probably Jacob's thinking, I can offer you a lot of things, Esau, because God's blessed me so much. So he sends his servants out, the messengers. They come back. Say, Jacob, we, we gave him the message. But listen, Esau is coming out to meet you himself, and he's bringing 400 men. Jacob hears that. 400 men and my brother coming out to meet me with these women and children and all these flocks out here. Jacob knows if Esau wants to, Esau can kill him. So what does he do? Gets all the people. He divides them into two camps. Says, well, if Esau attacks, maybe he'll only get half of us. And then what does he do? He prays. Tell you, when you you think you're going to die, when you feel like your life could be taken, you know how to pray. Doesn't have to, you don't have to be taught how to pray in that situation. He knows how to pray. Jacob begins to call out to the Lord in his desperation. And I want us to look at this prayer because this is one of the, the most beautiful prayers. A prayer of a man who, who feels like he might die and all that's with him is the women, the children, they all might die. And he's calling out to the Lord. 32.9, Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, return to your country and to your kindred that I may do you good. I am not worthy. I, I don't think anybody said that in the Bible before. I'm not worthy, Jacob says, of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and of all the faithfulness that you've shown to your servant. Because it was just with one staff that I crossed the Jordan River those years ago. And now, and now, I've become two camps. Oh God, please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, because I fear him, that he may come and attack me, the mothers with the children. But you said, Lord, I will do you good. I will surely do you good. And I'll make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which can't be numbered for multitude. I mean, what a prayer. So God, I know I'm not worthy of even the least of what you've done for me. But I know you promised yourself to me. I know you promised good. Please deliver us from the hand of my brother. Because I'm so afraid. I mean, that, that's a prayer to learn from. Well, he stays there that night. Sleeps through the night. The next morning wakes up. He's got some plans. Servants come together. Team huddle here. We got a lot of animals here. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make lots of different gifts for my brother. He's on his way with 400 men. So we're going to give lots of gifts. Take you servant. Take this group of animals. Take them out there to Esau. You're going to take this group. You're going to take this group. All right. First guy, when you get there and he says, who are you? Where are you coming from? Tell him you're from Jacob. This is a gift for you, Esau. Second guy, follow behind him. When he says, who are you? Say, we're from Jacob. This is a gift. Third guy, same thing. Fourth guy, same thing. 
We're going to give him lots and lots of presents. If we give him enough presents, maybe he won't kill us. This is kind of what Jacob's thinking. That's the plan that day. That's what they do. Now it's nighttime again. The next night. Jacob takes the family, all that he has, sends them across the ford, and he stays by himself this night. And then somebody's going to meet him. And he's going to have a little wrestling match in the middle of the night. Look at chapter 32, verse 24. And Jacob was left alone that night. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. What's the deal with that? Who's that guy? When the man who was wrestling with him saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched Jacob's hip socket. And Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with this man. And then the man said, Jacob, let me go. For the day is broken. But Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. And the man said to him, what's your name? And he said, Jacob. And then he said, your name will no longer be called Jacob. That deceiver, that cheat. Your name's going to be Israel from now on. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. And then Jacob asked the man, what's your name? And he said, why is it that you asked my name? And there he blessed him. And so Jacob called the name of the place Peniel saying, for I have seen God face to face and yet my life has been delivered. And the sun rose up on him and he pa- as he passed Penuel limping because of his hip. And you think, what was that all about? I mean, who did Jacob just wrestle with that night? Who blessed him? Who changed his name? It was a man he was wrestling with. But then, but then when Jacob wants to know the man's name, the man won't tell him the name. And then Jacob says, I just saw God face to face. What kind of encounter was that? And then let me ask you another something else. Who do you think won that match? Wait a second. I mean, it sounds like Jacob won, right? I mean, Jacob prevailed. But I wonder who's really winning. I wonder if maybe God can win even when it looks like he loses. Because Jacob leaves this now with a new name, Israel, and with a limp for the rest of his life. I wonder if God is doing something in Jacob's life. Well, chapter 33. The morning comes, Esau is on the way. Chapter 33, verse 1. And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming. 400 men with him. So he divided the children and the servants. And he kind of puts them uh, in almost in like priority uh, of the servants and then Leah and then Rachel and Joseph last of all. And Jacob goes out in front to meet his brother Esau. He keeps bowing himself to the ground until he came near to his brother. And he's just hoping, pleading that maybe Esau's anger will be turned away. And then one of the most beautiful pictures we've seen in the whole Bible so far. 33-4. But Esau 
ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept together. And when Esau lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children, he said, Who are these with you? And Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. And then the servants drew near, they and the kids, and they bowed down, Leah likewise and her kids. And then last of all, Joseph and Rachel. And then Esau is like, What were you sending all those things out here for, brother? And Esau tells Jacob, It's okay. And there's reconciliation. After all those years, Esau's anger has been turned away and the brothers are reunited. And they have both really been blessed by God and Esau is seemingly happy to see what God has done for Jacob and his family. They interact for a while, then they split ways. And look at chapter 33, verse 18. And Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan. God did what he promised. He brought him back safe and sound in spite of all of his fears and all of his anxieties. But Jacob didn't come back into the land of Canaan the way that he left. Jacob came back with a whole multitude of servants and children and and animals god has blessed him god has changed his circumstances but i think jacob might be coming back to the land of canaan as a different man maybe god has even been changing jacob over those last 14 years or so he's brought him back to the land that he's promised and he's no longer just jacob now he's israel Thank you.